Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Inches Podcast, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship, events sponsorship, and how digital is affecting the industry. I'm your co-host, Nick Lawson, co-founder of a company called SWAD. We're helping sports teams and events connect fans to sponsors digitally through digital activations. As always with me here, Rich Franklin, uh, director, not director of corporate partnerships. Uh, what is it, Rich? Help me out here. <laughs> I got this I got this right so many well, weeks in a row. Senior, oh, senior Director of Corporate Partnerships for uh, Oakview Group, uh, Aquasure Arena, and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And, you know, I had I was just thinking in my head to get the Aquasure Arena and the Coachella Valley Fire, Firebirds correct, and it just totally botched me on the exact title. So Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships there. Um, with that being said, of getting kind of titles correct, um, today we're going to dive into a fun topic. We have chatted about this, gosh, Rich, I think it was like episode seven that we did this back in 2018 or 2019 when we started. Um, but really wanted to dive into today of the idea of how to jazz up your sponsorship meetings or your sponsorship pitches with those prospects, with those renewals. Um, you kind of mentioned, you know, before we jumped on here, of. Uh, was it yesterday you had kind of four back-to-back meetings uh, with with partners and, you know, excited to kind of type, jump into just some techniques? As we know, yeah. nothing's worse than, you know, being on the other end of a meeting where it's a very stale, you know, I don't want to say boring, but very mechanized kind of uh, proposal meeting or pitch meeting. So um, yeah. this week we're talking about jazzing it up, jazzing those up. So I'll kind of start just by asking, you know, for you, when you're getting into par- partnership meetings, especially ones that go back to back to back to back, what are some good ways to make sure that you're able to kind of jazz it up and make it a little bit more fun mm. than just coming in and, you know, pitching what you have and seeing what their answer is? So we're talking about a situation where depending on, on how this is all being structured, you may be doing a pitch to a particular prospect and it may be a cattle call kind of a situation where there are multiple properties, <clears throat> multiple pitches being done, uh, you know, where there's, you know, six being done in one day, or it could be a situation where what I was doing was we rented a room at a, at a, uh, a meeting room in a hotel in Los, in Los Angeles. And uh, we had four partner prospects in the same category come in to meet with us. So, what we're talking about here is, is kind of big picture. How, you know, what are you doing to make your sponsorship pitches memorable? Um, I think that there's some things that you want to keep in mind when you're scheduling these things. Um, and I think that there's just some, some little tips and tricks that, that, um, that that's important to bring up. But I think the main point that we're trying to drive home today is, when you're doing a sponsorship pitch, is it you doing all the talking or are you actively engaging with and, and gaining the, the engagement of uh, the, the sponsorship prospects that you're talking to? Yeah, exactly. And you don't, again, kind of maybe not boring, but I love that word engaging, right? You constantly want to almost schedule some places where you're not just reading to them a slide deck. You're actually engaging, getting their feedback. 
uh, with them um, because it's just going to be a better conversation. Um, so, so the first thing that I would say as we're, as we're talking about this is if you have the option, if you have the choice of when your sponsorship meeting, if you're, let's say you're going into a pitch situation and there's six presentations being made, I don't want to be the first I don't want to be the one just before lunch or just after lunch. So ideally for me, I want to be like the second one that they see. So like if they're starting them every hour on the hour, starting at eight o'clock, so let's say it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, break for lunch, one o'clock, two o'clock. I want to be like that nine o'clock slot. And I think that's important. I think that it's, something that maybe we don't think about often enough. I tend to think that the first meeting in the morning, people are still kind of gearing up. They're still kind of, of, you know, I don't want to say waking up, but you know, they're not quite fully engaged yet. And then if you're, so don't be the first, but then I don't want to be the one just before lunch because everybody is hungry and is looking forward to lunch. And can you just wrap this up so we can go get lunch Mm -hmm. or, I don't want to be the first one after lunch because everybody's just had lunch. They're all full. They're a little sleepy. Okay. We've got two more of these to go. All right, here we go. So if you have the option, if you have the the choice of, of when you want to have your, your presentation take place, I always want to be like the second, maybe third, but definitely not just before lunch, just after lunch, and I don't want to be the very first one. But I do think it's important to go early in the process because I think what happens is the further you get into the process, things start to kind of run together a little bit. Um, And if you're one of the earlier ones and you really hit it out of the park, everybody else who's coming after you, that prospect is comparing the pitch that they're seeing to yours. And I want that comparison. I want to be setting the bar and I want to be setting it fairly early. So I think tip and trick number one is if it's a cattle call situation, don't be first, don't be just before lunch or just after lunch, and don't be last. Pick kind of that mid-morning time slot for you to make your presentation. Does that, I mean, obviously, if there is that that option of, you know, you, a, a company basically says, hey, we want to just hear back-to-back pitches on on these, but does that also qualify for just, you know, you know that a sponsor is being pitched a lot and they probably have partnership meetings that day to where you're just saying, hey, if we're just scheduling a time for us to come in and present to you, I, again, I think it's key of, of course, not before lunch, not after lunch, but even just, even if you're not in that kind of cattle call uh, situation or structure, would you just say on a Tuesday, scheduling it for a time that that's going to be more beneficial than again, before lunch, after lunch, just to make sure that you have their attention. Yeah. Again, I think if it's, if it's not a cattle call situation where there's six lined up one after another, I always prefer kind of a mid morning, like about a 10 o'clock, nine 30, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock, something like that, because they've had a chance to come into the office. Let's say you're doing this via zoom. They've had a chance to come into the office They've got settled in. They've maybe cleared out some emails that were in their inbox, and now you've got their attention. And and I think that's the biggest challenge that we face sometimes when we are doing the pitch is 
you know, are there other things that are distracting them? I mean, sometimes one of the hardest things I have found with Zoom meetings is when you're Zooming with somebody who's at home and, you know, the dog's barking, somebody's, you know, the phone's ringing, uh, maybe there's a kid in the background and, and stuff, and there's just there's just a lot of distractions going on. Now, sometimes people, they do a really good job of, of kind of isolating themselves so they can focus right in on, on, on the discussion and what's being presented. But I, I think what I'm trying to do, regardless of, of how the, the, the pitch meetings are being structured, is I want to do it at a certain time of day. I want to be fairly early in the process. I don't want to be right around the midday meal. And I want to do it in an environment where I have their undivided attention. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, outside of timing, now you're kind of in, in the meeting, what are some ways that you, that you've done, or, I mean, honestly, I've seen you do to really make sure that you're keeping that engagement up rather than just your typical slideshow. Hey, we're just going to go up there and present what we have. Well, the first thing that I try to do is I set the tone for the meeting. Very, very first thing. And the tone that I'm trying to set is we're having a conversation here. This isn't just me talking about what my product is. It's not me talking about the venue. It's not me just showing you pictures and telling you about them. Really, what I'm trying to do is get a conversation going. And so one of the ways that I think you've seen, uh, been a part of some of the meetings that I've done this with, when I'm doing a hockey presentation, a lot of times I'll bring a puck in with me. Um, so let's say I'm presenting to a group of four people. I'll bring in four hockey pucks and, and a hockey puck's kind of a cool thing. It's one of those, it's, it's big enough that you can, you know, you can hold it, you can roll it around. It's kind of a cool part of the game, a very important part of the game, but it's not necessarily something that, you know, some people have had a chance to really see and hold and touch and, and everything else. So a lot of times what I'll do, first of all, is I'll say, okay, we're starting the, the, the conversation today with a little uh, with a little trivia question, and I'll take these pucks out and I'll say, "This is a real hockey puck. This is a game used puck or a, or a game game quality puck, shall we say? What do they do to a hockey puck before they can use it in a game?" And it just gets the people to thinking a little bit, and it gets them to engage with you a little bit. They're holding this hockey puck, and they're looking at it, and they're sniffing it, and and they're saying. Huh, yeah, that's a good question. What do you do to a hockey puck before before you use it in a game? Now, a lot of times people are familiar with baseballs and the fact that the umpires rub the balls down with with uh with mud. <clears throat> or in the game of golf, they'll take a pen uh and they'll make a special little mark, they'll put their little blue dot next to the number two or something something like that. And you know, in the case of baseball it's being done for a purpose, uh, so that the ball's not quite as slick. In golf, it's more to help you identify your golf ball. But in hockey, and those of you who, who maybe are listening to this and are not familiar with hockey, hopefully you're thinking about what it is that they do. And so somebody will say, um, I don't know, they wash them. No, they don't wash them. You know, what do they do? Well, inevitably, somebody comes up with the correct answer, which is they freeze it. They put the puck in a freezer before they use it in a game because a frozen puck is going to slide on the ice, whereas an unfrozen puck is going to bounce. So a lot of times then I'll reach into my my uh, bag there and I'll have a special prize. All right, hey, congratulations, you got the right answer. 
here's a hat or here's a t-shirt or um, something along those lines. But what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to set the tone early on that we're going to, this is going to be a conversation. Um, hopefully it's a fun conversation. Hopefully it's a positive conversation, but I don't want this just to be, hi, my name's Rich. Nice to see you today. Let's go to the slides. You know, that kind of a thing. I want them leaning forward. I want them engaged. I want them thinking. So then once that's out of the way, I'll then sort of drop in, not necessarily more trivia. I mean, this isn't trivia hour. We're here to talk about um, uh, their business. But for example, if I've done my homework, I might know about an activation that has been done by this same company or the company in a different market or a different company, a different. And I'll say, now, you know, here's a, a, a fan activation or a fan engagement opportunity. Are you familiar with this? Have you seen this? Were you involved in putting this together? What kind of response, you know, did the fans get? Or here's the response the fans got, that kind of a thing. So I'm asking questions. It's not just telling, but it's also asking questions. And it's, of course, providing the benefit, the what's in it for me uh, aspect as well. But starting out and then through the process, I want this to be a conversation. I want to start it with a little bit of fun, get them thinking, get them saying, oh, that's interesting. Okay, what else does this guy have that's, that's of interest to me? and sort of set the tone for that conversation. Yeah, and I think, you know, when when I've answered this question to other people of just how to make that meeting more engaging, I mean, when I was with you when you were at the Winter Hawks and you walked into that meeting to pitch the sponsor, which was also at an agency, um, and you did the puck thing, I can't tell you, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine without seeing it how quickly it turned from, you know, kind of just the demeanor in the, in the room of like, Hey, I hope this meeting is good. I hope, you know, I hope, I hope this isn't going to be some, you know, boring thing that I have to sit through. And it totally switched it over to, you know, Hey, this is fun, right? This is something new. This is something different than I'm sure every other partner that came to pit or every other property that came to pitch them uh, did. And um, you could just see immediately kind of their tone change. So definitely would a hundred percent, you know, especially for our listeners here, if you are, if you don't do this during a meeting, I've seen firsthand how much this really, really pulls them in and really opens them up. Right. Um, to, to just being more conversational than, you know, I think what's the worst in any pitch meeting that we have is we give the pitch and then at the end, there's just no questions. Right. And a lot of times that's not necessarily, they don't have a question. It's just, you haven't really, built that rapport connection with them enough for them to really kind of dive into those. So it's, I can't, I can't suggest this enough. If you don't do this within your pitch meetings of doing something quick like this, I think the nice thing is in sports, we have the size 17 shoe in basketball that we can bring in, right? We have the hockey puck. We have the baseball. We have these props that we can really bring in to kind of engage them. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, you'll go into a meeting and you'll say, okay, I brought you these little goodie bags and it's got a scarf and it's got a hat and it's got a keychain, and here you go. It's like, yeah, okay, big deal. In my case, I want to take one of those items that I'm going to be giving away and use it as a conversation starter, use it as an icebreaker, um, use it as a way to 
set the tone of this meeting is going to be informative. You're going to learn something in this meeting. You're going to see something maybe that you didn't think of or hadn't seen before, but by doing something with like a little piece of trivia. Now, here I am now, I'm no longer in, in Portland. I'm down here in the Coachella Valley and I'm pitching uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds hockey uh, to, to local and regional um, and in some cases national businesses. I'm doing the similar thing with our logo. For example, our primary logo, um, it's a firebird. It's, a, it's an orange and red uh, bird, and it's got a little bit of a color, a light blue color called ice blue that's its eye. So I'll talk about how just like our parent team, the Seattle Kraken, it has these blue shades on the primary part of the logo, and it has a red eye. We have red as our primary logo, and then that ice blue is the eye of the Firebird. So that helps demonstrate the connection that we have with our parent team. And again, the idea is, oh, that's interesting. That's informative. I did not know that. Uh, the other thing that we have here in Coachella Valley is we have a secondary logo, our shoulder patch logo, which is a palm tree. And okay, cool. It's a, it's a palm tree. Isn't that nice? Um, I'll ask people, do you know what the significance is of this palm tree other than the fact that there's palm trees all over the Coachella Valley? And they'll take a look at it and they'll say, that's eh, palm tree. And I'll say there's nine fronds on that palm tree. And each of those nine fronds represents the nine cities that comprise the Coachella Valley. And it's like, oh, okay, that's very cool. So again, what I'm trying to do here is take something really simple, uh, and, and you could do this probably with any aspect of a puck, a ball, a, uh, a logo, whatever it might be, <clears throat> but you use it in a way that it's informative, it's engaging, it makes people kind of have to engage their brains a little bit at the very start of your presentation rather than going in and, okay, here we go. What are we going to hear about from these guys? And blah, blah, blah. They're kind of in relaxation mode or listen mode. I want them to be in engagement mode. I want them to be talking to me. I want them to be providing me with feedback. And so if I'm doing something that is interesting, engaging, and causes them to have to think at the outset of that presentation, for me, that sets the tone that I want going into that presentation where this isn't a presentation. This is a conversation. This isn't just the same old retread, rehash ideas. It's something new. It's something interesting. I'm giving you something to think about and consider. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think as we wind this down, <clears throat> obviously asking the questions during, uh, you know, breaking it down and not just presenting and asking questions during the presentation for feedback is great. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would love to understand, you know, what's the best way to end, you know, that obviously keeps the door open for more conversations. I know in the past we've talked about, you know, the soft ask of, you know, what do you think? Is this what you were looking for? But are there any ways to kind of finish that presentation to make sure, again, they're engaged in that piece, but you also have key steps kind of moving forward? Well, uh, part of what I try to do is make sure that there's no questions, that, that what I've communicated is clear. But I'm also asking the question, have I missed anything? Is there something that you would like to see? Is there a, a, an activation that maybe you've seen somebody else do 
either a competitor in your category or somebody completely different. Um, but before I go away from this and before you consider this, is there anything that I've not included that you would like to see from us? And I think that can open up some doors and, and, you know, you and I saw this firsthand where a few years ago when the growth of digital marketing was really starting to, to grow, we found out by asking that kind of a question that, you know what? Yeah, some, there is something. We're, we're trying to really dive deep into, into digital fan engagement, and we're not seeing any opportunities come our way in that area. Do you guys have something in that area that you could, that you could provide to us? And it was like, boom, okay, yeah, great. Let's, uh, let's go down this road. So I think just asking questions, uh, understanding that try as you might, and depending on where you are in the, in the proposal and approval process, hopefully you've done your homework. Hopefully you've been asking the right questions, getting the right feedback. That's where kind of that SPAPA uh, awesome. presentation uh, format that we've talked about before, where you, the first letter S is to summarize, you know, basically this is what we've already talked about. This is what we've agreed are, are the goals. So it doesn't hurt to, at the end of it, say, have we had, you know, have we hit everything you were hoping to see? And, you know, again, just asking that question can, can either confirm, yes, you're on the right track or potentially open another door, uh, you know, open another bucket of money as you and I have talked about uh, as, as part of developing that partnership. And, you know, again, it's all about relationships and it's all about trust and you want to create an environment where people feel that the relationship is good enough that they can talk to you. They can, they can converse with you. Um, they can tell you what it is that they're wanting and they are going to trust you that um, if, if they say this is what we're needing or this doesn't fit our needs, um, you know, that, that you're going to, to act upon that accordingly by either taking something out or adding something else in to, to continue that relationship. Yeah, no, <clears throat> absolutely love that. I think a lot of times we forget that of we presented everything and we ask, sometimes we ask, you know, what do you, you know, what do you think, do you want to do this as opposed to the, Hey, what, am, you know, we've presented some items here based on our previous conversation. What am I missing here? And again, that could, that could be the thing that seals the deal where they say, you know, um, we, I didn't see anything on community and we actually just got a new initiative for our marketing department. What do you have ideas there? And that just, again, engages them more, gets you more information. And as you just said, builds trust, right? To where it turns it from, I'm not trying to sell you on these products, even though you are, it turns the conversation to, I'm trying to help you reach your goals. I want to make sure that I fully have understood your goals, even after yeah. I've heard them the first time and presented some of my options here. Yeah. But I think the, the main takeaways that we want to impart to our listeners today, twofold. Number one, I am of the belief that it's very, very important uh, from a timing standpoint that when you make your presentation is just as important as what it is that you're presenting. And then secondly, that from the very start, you are setting the tone for this is this is a conversation. This is of interest. You are engaging with your prospects. You're having them activate their brains a little bit just to keep them alert, to keep them interested, kind of that lean forward, 
um, as you're making your presentation. So between the timing and, you know, how you start uh, that, that process with asking questions or doing a little fun piece of trivia or a did you know, that kind of a thing, just to kind of set that tone for engagement and, 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 and interaction uh, with the prospect, I think can, can really go a long way towards making the outcome at the other end uh, what you want it to be. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks, Rich, for diving into that. Uh, I'm sure all our listeners appreciate that. If you are jumping into your next meeting, definitely add these pieces. Again, I can tell you from being in the meeting with Rich uh, where these have been implemented, um, they're highly, highly successful and honestly make it more fun for you as well. But um, thanks for diving into that. If uh, anybody wants to get a hold of you to dive in more on this subject, what's the best way to do that? Well, uh, again, the name is Rich Franklin, Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships for Oakview Group, Acrisure Arena, and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. If you are on LinkedIn and want to connect with me on LinkedIn, just look me up there, Rich Franklin. Or if you want to go the direct route and want to send me an email, my email address is rfranklin at oakviewgroup.com. And I'm Nick Lawson. You're probably seeing this on LinkedIn, so definitely connect with me. Nick Lawson, CEO at Squad. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Be sure to, as always, we say, send us your topics. Send us any uh, questions that you have. We'd love to dive into those on the episode. So send them our way. We'll jump into those. But thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, keep pushing those limits within sports sponsorship. Mm -hmm.